All right. Hey, just one a little bitty, tiny, itty-bitty piece of the announcements. Um, Teresa had mentioned that uh, we were looking for two TVs. We are looking for a couple of 40-inch TVs, um, but uh, we were also looking for the giant TV that was going to go in the youth church room. And so there is still time for you if you need to upgrade before the Super Bowl next week. I just want to make sure you know that, just so that, you know. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So have you ever looked forward to, uh, to something? I mean, really, really looked forward to it. You were excited about it. Uh, here's a picture of a kid maybe looking forward to Christmas. Maybe your Christmases were kind of like this. And uh, you remember when you were young, you were like, oh, all in for Christmas. Come uh, December 1st, uh, you were all in, and it seemed like forever. 25 days was going to be forever for you to wait until Christmas finally arrived. You were looking forward to it, looking forward to it. Have you ever really looked forward uh, to it? Uh, Because there are, in fact, listen, there really are, in fact, other things that we look forward to, but it's kind of like you're looking forward to it, but you're really, maybe you're... You're not really, really looking forward. I mean, how many of you guys are looking forward to the uh, uh, the COVID vaccine, right? Anybody want the vaccine? You want the vaccine to be out there and, and run rampant? And uh, look at this kid, okay? Look at this picture here. And uh, do you really, really want the COVID vaccine? I mean, they come out, and this is uh, not to scale, because I heard that the COVID vaccine, the, uh, the syringe is about this big, the needle's about that long and that big around, and they kind of shove it in, and, yeah, you know? Who knows what they're really putting? putting in you, right? I mean, you guys have heard of nanotechnology, right? You know, so we really don't know. Are you really looking forward to getting a shot? Who looks forward to getting a shot? Nobody looks forward to getting a shot, right? And so there's things that we look forward to, and we're all in, we're all in, yes, Christmas, right? And then the shot, it's like, uh, yeah, the, the vaccine. I, I probably want the vaccine, but, you know, do I really, do I, do I even know, do I really uh, want the vaccine? And uh, the, the truth is, is that we can do that same kind of thing with heaven, with heaven. Do you want to go to heaven? It's like, yeah, I want to go to heaven, you know? Or do you want to go right now? Uh, you know, okay. And, uh, and what, what exactly are we going to do when we get there? I mean, uh, we're going to sing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, right? We're going to sing that. And uh, after we've done that for 10,000 years... And uh, after we've sang the four billionth verse of holy, 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 what are we going to do there? What are we going to do when we get to heaven? Are you really excited? I mean, like really all in excited about going to heaven? Or is it like, well, I know I don't want to go to the other place. That's not going to be good. And so, well, considering the two, heaven sounds better. But are you, are you all in? Are you looking forward to it all in? Or are you looking forward to it with a little bit of... Uh, you know, because we can do that. We can do that. So this morning, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to kind of answer the question. And, and you know, the, I'm only going to preach for an hour and a half. And so we're not going to really fully understand what we're going to do in heaven. But you can see there in your bulletin, there we're going to look at four, four things that we will do when we get uh, to heaven. So what are we going to do when we when we get there? Write this down. So what will we do when we get there? Write this down. We will enter into meaningful kingdom service. Meaningful kingdom service. 
do you realize that right now in your life you are being prepared for, uh, you are being made ready for, you are in practice of the work that you are going to do in heaven? We already know there's things we don't like to do. We already know that there are things that we like to do. And uh, we're kind of honing our skills in those things that we like to do. And uh, uh, Jesus is in heaven, and he is not only preparing a place for us, but he is also preparing us for that place. When we get to heaven, we're going to enter into meaningful kingdom service. Meaningful kingdom. And listen to this. We need to be ready. We need to be ready when we, when we arrive. This is what Luke says, Luke chapter 16. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not, so if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? In other words, God is saying that it is important if it, if I can't be trusted here on this earth with little things, how can I be trusted with great things? Therefore, I need to pay attention to the way I am going through life, pay attention to the details, hone my skills at those things I can do well. Those are my gifts and my talents and my abilities because I'm going to be utilizing them when I get to heaven. I'm going to be doing those things when I get to heaven. You are in training for your eternal career. In heaven, your work is going to seem like play all day long because you're going to love it and you're going to be doing it for Jesus. However, we have all had this experience that uh, not every day at your job is great, right? Uh, Not all the people that we work with are great. Um, we, oops, sorry, Laura, I only work with one person <laughs> directly. And so, like I was saying, um, let me tell you about this. No, let me show you the list. No, just kidding. Just, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, delete that off of the, um, so anyway, so, but you understand what I'm saying. You go to work and not every, you know, not every day is perfect and you got to work really hard. Um, and, uh, and, and kind of life can be like that. But we've all done uh, work uh, that has been really, really hard. We've all done work, listen, that is really, really hard. But when we did the really, really hard work, we have felt great after doing it. Uh, this morning, I was out shoveling my driveway at uh, 6.30 this morning. And uh, I didn't want to, I have a snowblower, and I'm confident the snowblower would have done it. It's a two-stroke, and, and so it's pretty loud. And so I didn't want to fire it up at 6.30 because I don't want my neighbors to hate me. And so I went out there, and, and I shoveled for an hour. And the snow's wet, and it's heavy. And I came back in, and I had sweated through my socks and my underwear and my shirt. And, you know, my hat was drippy wet. My mittens were all wet. And uh, I, I just went in the house, and I'm peeling all of all this wet stuff, but as I'm peeling off all this wet stuff, I know that I had this endorphin kick that you get when you work out. I get the same kind of endorphin kick when I get off the treadmill, right? I had worked really, really hard, but I felt like I had accomplished something fantastic. And you've had that experience in your life. That's what it's going to be like in heaven. You're going to work really hard doing something that you love doing. And you're going to feel great about it when you accomplish what God has tasked you to do while you are there. Listen to this. Some of you are going to be commissioned to produce great works of art in heaven because some of you have those abilities. 
Some of you are going to be uh, assigned to uh, the kitchen in heaven uh, because you love to cook and you're good at it. And you like sampling the ingredients and kind of putting things together and making them just a little bit better. You've all heard the song, In My Father's House. There are many, many rooms, right? And it's got a big, big yard where we can play football and a big, big table with lots and lots of food. We're going to be doing a lot of eating in heaven. Jesus, after he was resurrected, we know that he calls his disciples together and he's feeding them and we're going to be, somebody's going to be preparing all of that and some of you guys love that kind of thing and you're going to be doing that. Some of you guys love to garden and you'll be working in the garden. Some of you guys like animals and there'll be animals in, the, in heaven and, and we'll be tending to the animals and you'll be doing what you love to do. You're going to be doing meaningful kingdom service. You guys know what that feels like. You guys have done projects around your house and maybe you've done painting or cleaning or you cleaned out your entire garage and you finished a project and when it's all said and done, you just kind of felt good about the fact. You worked hard, but you felt good about it. In heaven, you're going to work hard, but it's going to be meaningful work that you are doing. Heaven is not going to be retirement you think about retirement, I can't wait to quit my job and start to relax and put my feet up and, and do nothing all day. That's not what heaven, heaven is not going to be retirement. Uh, heaven is going to be restful, restful. It's going to be very hard work and very great rest. It's going to be work hard, play hard. It's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be restful. Remember, rest is not freedom from activity. It's freedom from meaningless activity, from exhausting activity, from fearful, anxious activity. In heaven, we're going to work hard and we're going to love it. We're going to love it. We're going to love it. We're going to rest hard and we're going to love it. So what else are we going to do when we get to heaven? Write this down. We will enjoy eternally fulfilling fellowship. Eternally fulfilling fellowship. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. God himself is fellowship in and of himself. He is God. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's all three entities built into one. He is complete within himself, and fellowship is a part of who he is, and he is complete and enjoys fellowship within himself. But the good news is he invites us to fellowship with him. He wants to spend time with us and fellowship with us. And you guys all know what good fellowship is like. I remember when I was in high school, I had this band of brothers that I ran around with. And and uh, I tell you what, my, I had a lot of friends that, and we all had motorcycles. And there would be 10 to 15 of us and we'd all get our motorcycles together and we would just go cruising around town until 2 o'clock in the morning and uh, we'd pull into some gas station somewhere and they're all revved up and we'd be uh, filling up with, and all of a sudden the police would kind of pull up at the intersection there, you know, and, and they, you know, and we'd flag them in, we'd chat with them, and we were up to, you know, we we weren't hurting anybody or doing anything. We just all loved motorcycles, and we would just have to spend a lot of time there, go down to Martin Park, and we spent hours throwing the Frisbee around, throwing the Frisbee, and just had so much fun in those high school days and those close, close friends that you have. And went off to college in uh, Southern California, and 
Um, just uh, Daryl Smothers and, and 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 Butch Ellis and and Dell Johnson and and Scott McKinney and just my my close close friends in the dorms and school and we'd go in there we just turn we just turn the music up just turn the music up really really loud we'd open up the sliding doors and it opened up to the swimming pool that was there on the campus and and you know everybody would be just kind of we'd be out there on the balcony and you know it's just fun 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 with friends you know what that's like. To have a lot of fun with your friends. And, and then I got married. I got married. Then I had married friends, right? And Karen and I, we had uh, all these couples that live in, we're still living in the dorms. So we got married in college and Robbie and Leanne Phillips. And then we went camping with Ethan and Tiffany Halliday and, and uh, Jerry and Bobby Ison. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Sue, Bobby Sue. She's from Nebraska. And, and Jerry and Karen, my wife and, and, uh, and, and, uh, and Bobby, they were uh, teachers together and, and they were pregnant. The, the first Borns pregnant together, and we'd stay up late nights playing cards, and they'd sit there and laugh, and they'd rub their bellies, ladies, you remember that? And they'd rub their bellies, and they would laugh and play cards all night, and just fun, fun, fun. And then, then, then we had kids. And uh, and I remember some of you guys can remember fellowship like this. Maybe we watch our so- our son play soccer, and uh, and then you're sitting there in the in the stadium, and you know there's the mice singers, and there's the Balches, and there's the Ridgeleys back there, and their kids are all playing soccer, and you sit there and you you just fellowship and you laugh and you have fun, and you go down to the concession stand. You know what fellowship is like. You know what that is like. You know what that is like. Then we then we moved over here. During a pandemic, and now we're scared to invite anybody to our house. It's like, <laughs> not sure if we can even do that. You know, we think about it all the time. Oh, maybe we better not do that. We don't, you know, COVID, right? And so, do you want the vaccine, or do you really want the vaccine? You know, so, but we know what fellowship is like. We know what good, fun fellowship is like. We know what that's like. But I want you to think about something hard. Hard for us to even begin to imagine. Because here's the reality. Um, We've all had awkward exchanges with people. Um, Maybe in your workplace or something like that, you find out that somebody's trying to take credit for your work, or uh, you find out they're talking about you behind your back, and um, maybe have you ever had the, the situation where you meet somebody and you're talking with them and, and you're just kind of looking at them and you're, and, and you're wondering, what, what are they even thinking about me? What are, they, what are they thinking about me? And you're looking at them and you're thinking things about them and, and there's kind of going on or maybe, maybe my wife's a school administrator and so I've been to so many school administrator Christmas parties and, and things like that and different events at my wife's uh, school and things like that and I go there and these are all people that she knows and she works with and knows all the inside jokes and all that stuff and I show up like, I don't know any of these people. I don't know them, and you know, I just sit there and smile, you know, and, and you know how, you know what that's like, and you're wondering what they're thinking of you, and you know, they're going, oh, we didn't think Karen's husband would look like that, you know, and you know, you're kind of, that was just kind of awkward stuff, right? And, and you've had those experiences. In heaven, we will never, ever, ever have that experience. The only people that we will encounter are people that love us. They love us intensely. They love us. And we will love them. I can't imagine that. 
I've never lived a single day in my life when I didn't know that there's people out there that don't love me. I learned that in elementary school. You know, there were kids on the playground that I knew they didn't love me. I know there's people right now that do not love me. They don't love me because I'm a Christian, and I don't think the way that they think. I know that there are Christians that don't love me because I don't do Christianity the way they do Christianity. And I've never lived a day in my life where everyone has always loved me. But in heaven, in heaven, meaningful, fulfilling fellowship. Bible says, uh, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many rooms. There's going to be all these rooms in heaven. There's going to be parties that are going on in heaven. And there's somebody that lived 900 years ago is going to say, Steve, come on by my house. We're having a party there. Jesus is going to stop by. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to know they love me. I'm going to go there. I'm going to love them. It's going to be meaningful, beautiful, wonderful fellowship. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be good, good fellowship. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest? When we get to heaven, faith... Our faith is in, you know, I, I trust Jesus is the real deal and God's there and heaven's real. But in heaven, my, my faith will turn into sight. I'm here and there it is. Hope. My hope is in things to come and my hope is going to, uh, that's all going to go away because it's going to be the, uh, the forever now. I am here and I'm, I'm in it and I'm experiencing it. Faith and hope are going to go, but love forever and ever and ever, everyone I see, love, love, love. So when we get to heaven, we're going to work really hard. And every day, it's like, man, yeah, we did that, right? They got that done. You're welcome, Jesus. I did it all for you. And everyone we meet is going to be meaningful and fulfilling fellowship around us. What else are we going to do in heaven? Uh, we are going to engage, or we're going, excuse me, We're going to enlarge our knowledge and awe of God. We're going to enlarge our knowledge and our awe of God. Heaven will be a place of endless, enjoyable learning. That is because the subject is going to be God. There are subjects that are just so big we can't begin to wrap our mind around them. And when we get there, we are not going to be omniscient. We're not going to know everything. Only God is omniscient. But we are never going to stop learning about the awesomeness of God. Never going to stop learning that. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 tells us this. God raised us up with him and sealed us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming age, we might show that he might show the immeasurable, it means it can't be measured, it'll never come to an end, immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. We're going to spend eternity having God reveal himself to us. We'll never stop learning. 
We're going to learn a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And learning is going to be fun. Ouch. Learning is going to be fun. Sometimes learning is not fun, uh, right? It's not fun because our, we don't, our, our memory fails us and um, we're flawed. And I learned that, that learning is difficult and not fun. I was, I was in third grade when I learned that learning could be very, very difficult. Uh, I remember, I'll never forget, I was in third grade and uh, one day I went into third grade classroom. I could show you right where it is in Windsor Elementary School and I could go into the classroom today. And I, re- I remember the day when, and when the teacher divided up the room and uh, and and I was over here uh, with the kids that were going to be reading these blue books, and then there were these kids over here that were going to be reading the purple books with the helicopters on them. And I was in this group, and they were on that group, and these were the kids that knew how to read and read well. And I was over here with the group of kids, and I struggled with dyslexia, and I was in that group that never could read, and and they still can't spell, and and grammar. What what's a grammar? What's a grammatical thing? You know, and and just and that's not who. I, and so you give me a book right now, I start to read it, and it's just, i got to work so hard to stick with it, and all of that is going to go away in heaven. And learning is going to be effortless, and my memory is going to be flawless, and I'll never go tired of it, and I just get to absorb it and learn more and more and more about the awesomeness and the knowledge and the wisdom of God. It's going to be good to be in heaven. What else are we going to do when we get there? We will engage in totally uninhibited worship. And work really hard and it's going to be awesome. Everyone we meet is going to love us. It's going to be awesome. We're going to keep learning effortlessly. It's going to be awesome. And we will engage in totally uninhibited, uninhibited Worship. Revelation chapter 7 kind of gives us a glimpse of this and just kind of try to work through and imagine these things. We're not sure exactly the literal versus the symbolic versus the actual visualization of it all, but it says, uh, here's John, he's writing, he's trying to explain to us what he's seen in heaven. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. That's big. That's big. From every nation and tribe and people and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb, that's Jesus. They were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Worship is taking place. It continues in Revelation 7, verse, next verse 11, so on, it says, All innumerable people from every tribe and nation, all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down to their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength. Strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. We don't worship like that at church. 
<clears throat> we, we don't uh, throw ourselves sort of prostrate down and, and cry out to God. We don't lift our hands and jump up and down. And we know who does that, though, the Pentecostals. They do that. And we're all kind of looking at them going, are you guys quite sure you know what, uh, you know what I mean? We look at them and we kind of poke fun at them. They probably look back at us and they probably go, you guys have no idea what heaven is going to be like, do you? We've been training, if you grew up kind of like I did, you've trained yourself your, your whole life to just kind of be inhibited and kind of sit there and, and you know, you, you sing and, and you like to sing. And occasionally when the spirit really moves on you, uh, then uh, you're willing to kind of maybe raise your hand. One of them, not both, one of them, you kind of, you know, do a little something like that or whatever, but it's not the way it's going to be in heaven. We're not going to be able to control ourselves. We're going to worship, worship worship blown away by the fact that we had no idea we could work so hard and it would feel so good and that there'd be people around us that always loved us and we're going to be learning and learning and learning and all we'll be able to do is thank God you are awesome that's going to be heaven but it begs this question will you go Will you go? I said it every week. The, Jesus was very clear in Matthew 25. There will be people that don't get to go. They don't get to go. There are people that Jesus is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. The other people he's going to say, away from me, wicked and lazy servant. There are are people that are going to say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, I never knew you. Do you know Jesus? That's the question. Scripture's clear that we are to give our lives to Christ, that we are to be baptized into him, and that we are to uh, be raised new to live for Jesus. And that every day, We should put heaven in front of us, knowing it's going to be awesome and it's not going to be a downside to it at all. And we make our decisions and we live our life for Jesus. We're going to sing a song. It's a great old song. And if you don't know Jesus and you'd like to know more about getting to know him, I'd like to have that conversation with you. And uh, service will be concluded at the end of this song.